Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Episode 91. This is a new direction for the DOL, i.e. the Department of Labor. Andrew Puzder was nominated by Trump to be the next Secretary of Labor. And this is a huge departure from the traditional bureaucrat who lacks private sector experience. Certainly, he's a stark contrast to the current Secretary, Thomas Perez, a lawyer, politician, and consumer advocate. Perez has never really been a business owner or an employer. Instead, he's worked for the government as a prosecutor and an advisor to several politicians on civil rights and labor matters. He's advocated for living wage laws, opposed privatization of a health care provider, and as the Secretary of Labor for the state of Maryland, he passed the Workplace Fraud Act, which made employers who misclassify their employees as independent contractors guilty of tax evasion. And as the Secretary of Labor... He's had a history of implementing rules that aren't authorized by the act that he's trying to bolster. He tried enforcing a new rule requiring an employer's attorney to publicly disclose the advice they gave their clients about how to avoid unionization. Fortunately, though, a federal judge stopped it from being implemented, saying that it wasn't authorized by the act and that it violated the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. He also implemented President Obama's Fair Pay and Safe Workplaces executive order. But thankfully, a judge issued a nationwide injunction blocking it. The rule required federal contractors to tell the Department of Labor whenever someone merely alleged that they violated the law. The judge said that the rule violated the Constitution's due process clause. And under the leadership of Perez, The Department of Labor has campaigned for higher federal minimum wages, mandatory paid leave, and pay equality laws. Congress has failed to pass any laws in regards to those issues, so the DOL has turned to state and local governments, encouraging them to do what Congress won't, and many of them have obliged. The Department of Labor has also partnered with the NLRB under his leadership to attack and destroy the franchisor business model by changing the rules to designate franchisors as joint employers and therefore responsible for their franchisees' compliance with the National Labor Relations Act and the many, many laws administered by the DOL. You can listen to episodes 60, 61, and 62 to learn more about that. And in the final coup de grace of his reign... His doubling of the wage level required for the executive, administrative, and professional employees to be classified as exempt from overtime wages was stopped in its tracks by a federal judge's injunction on November 22, 2016. And you can learn about that in episodes 86, 79, and 33. So I wonder to what extent Perez would go if he could implement whatever rules or pass whatever laws he wanted. If mandating a living wage is good, then wouldn't a better-than-living wage be great? Does he understand that these minimum wage laws 
kill jobs and opportunities, or does he think that employers have an unlimited ability to pay wages? Maybe he thinks there's a delicate balance and he knows best what that is. Only someone who's worked in government their entire career and who's never been a business owner or employer could be so harebrained. Andrew Puzder couldn't be more different than Thomas Perez. I mean, they actually have one thing in common. They're both lawyers. But Perez is a government henchman, and Puzder is a private sector business advocate. And here's the change that I think you can expect to see. So one thing you could count on going away is this preposterous policy regarding joint employers. Puzder wrote an article for the Wall Street Journal back in 2014 blasting the Department of Labor's general counsel and his rule that McDonald's Corp. could be treated in labor complaints as a joint employer of its franchisees' workers. He wrote, quote, Imagine the upheaval in the fast food industry if tens of thousands of restaurants accustomed to operating independently suddenly were forced to work hand-in-hand with franchisers on every employment-related decision, end quote. I can't wait to watch him pull the DOL's support once he's in office from the NLRB and then see what happens to their position. Now, Puzder understands that minimum wage laws hurt low-skilled workers. He knows that low-skilled jobs or entry-level positions aren't worth $15 an hour. He knows that sales automation kiosks will replace many of these jobs, and I think it's inevitable, regardless of an increase in the federal minimum wage, because it's less expensive in the long run. So I don't see the DOL, under his leadership, wasting any more time or money advertising to the public and to state and local governments to get new minimum wage laws passed. When it comes to the Affordable Care Act, Puzder's no fan. Reporter Michael Hildzik interviewed Puzder and quotes him as saying, quote, The government is traditionally not very good at managing these types of programs, he told me. The incentives of Obamacare are not set up in a way that make economic sense. Obamacare is surviving based on increased government funding and increased taxpayer funding, end quote. And more recently, he wrote the following in the Wall Street Journal on October 31, 2016. Quote, The struggling restaurant industry is the canary in the coal mine for the Affordable Care Act's impact on the broader economy. Unless Congress repeals and replaces the law, as both Donald Trump and House Speaker Paul Ryan advocate, with a patient-focused alternative that relies on competition to keep costs down and quality up, the outlook for economic growth and patient care will remain bleak, end quote. I mean, the proof is in the pudding. The ACA is an unmitigated disaster. And any insurance professional who's worth their salt knew from the beginning that this would fail. I took a more cynical view and said that this was designed to fail and that it was a stepping stone to universal health care. All the politicians have to do is pass this destined-to-fail regulation and then blame the failure on the free market so that they could then usher in universal health care. And last but not least, you can take the DOL Wage and Hour Division's new salary level increase to $47,476 
for the executive, administrative, and professional employee overtime exemption right off the table. Puzder actually sums up his position in his own words on his blog at andypuzder.com. The title to his latest post is Overregulation Has Hurt the Restaurant Industry, Jobs, and the Economy, But Trump's Win Will Reverse That Narrative, end quote. So the new direction of the DOL is the opposite direction it's currently going. Well, there you have it. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.